Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. So here we are. Yeah, this here we is are. the number one. This is kind of a test pilot yeah. uh, for Hot Laps Heat Shield Products podcast. Uh, jumping in this space just to you know get some information out to our customers. That I mean, we get hundreds of emails a week about thousands of emails a week. Yeah, that we get questions about uh, why and uh, how we do um, heat shield products. So I thought it would be kind of interesting to start off with the early days. Okay, because we are a family company, and I think that's important, and I think uh, that's probably number two to uh, Made in the USA. But, Steve, um, can you tell us a little bit about the early days uh, with your grandfather, and uh, how did the company start and why? Uh, Company started because my grandpa was a very hard worker. He was working for a genuine parts company. And they kind of forced him into an early retirement, and Grandpa wasn't having any of that. So he kind of ventured out and went to go work for this company in L.A. area. I don't remember the exact area or town or city or whatever it was in, but it was called Turbo City. And they were dabbling a little bit in high-temperature insulation, and Grandpa was a salesman for him, and he... Uh, Turbo City basically made the decision to terminate that portion of the business, but my grandpa was out in the field and he saw a need for it. Uh, you know, grandpa had done many things, farmer, diesel mechanic, you know, army, World War II, get out, and then he went to, uh, I'm sorry, then he became a diesel mechanic and then he went to go work for a genuine parts company. So basically overall badass. Yeah, just a hard work, just that generation, you know, the greatest generation, just a hard working yeah. group of people, people that weren't afraid to get their hands dirty, people that weren't afraid to work and always wanted to work. And that's what I think that's what kept him so young as long as he did, because he, he worked all the time. Right. Um, he never really took his foot off the gas. So this is true. Uh, anyway, he he saw a need for it. Turbo City didn't want to mess with it. They just wanted to do just their turbos. And Grandpa said, okay, fine, if you're not going to do with it. He went to my dad, who happened to have a Napa jobber franchise store at the time. And that's how the company started. Um, Turbo City, I don't believe, is in business anymore, but Heat Shield Products is. And that was back in back in 1985. 1985. Yeah. So, the uh, the golden years of the, uh, of the 80s. So, the company started out slowly... Uh, but then you joined after college, right? Yeah, I joined during college. Basically, during college. I, I had always been working. I, I mean, I remember the first labels that we ever had were, I mean, I could paint when I was a child. I actually was a halfway decent artist, but uh, uh, those days have long since gone by because I don't, don't mess with it anymore. But uh, I remember being on the uh, Apple computer, the old Mac, you know, the old square box Mac, and making like a dot matrix uh, flame label. So I basically, you know, working at my dad's Napa store since I was 10 or 11. Right. And then I would always do heat shield stuff, like help cut, roll, package stuff, or make the labels on the computer. And then we had 
the, the big day was when we got the photocopy machine because the printers back then were so slow so we could just photocopy the labels and and all that so uh yeah it's it's been an interesting journey so truly family owned and operated truly family owned and operated and the the best uh i'll say this the best source of r&d our best feedback is whenever we got to work with a race team as i mean i'll never forget it was one of the most embarrassing days for me as a as a heat shield at that time employee not owner was when I went up with uh, Mickey, <laughs> and uh, he's now at Throttle. Right. Uh, but at the time, he was at working with Falcon, and we went up to Irwindale Speedway, and my very first Turbo Shield just disintegrated. Just, just like, gone. Up in flames? Yeah. Uh, no, not up in flames, just disintegrated. Most of the stuff's non-combustible, so right. but it just, just smoked and just kind of fell apart. Wow. Uh, so, you know, you, you learn by failure. So there's been plenty of failures along the way, but... The next time they were up doing testing at Irwindale, uh, I, I told them, I said, look, I'll have one that'll that'll work, and it did. Nice. But it was like it was a three rotor, uh, you know, Mazda rotary motor, and it was it was bitching. It was it was a cool car. Right. Sounded mean and nasty, and plus it was just cool being at a racetrack, smelling the race gas, and there were no crowds. That's that was my favorite part about it. That's cool. Yeah. So, you joined the team. Things Full, take off. Yeah, f- became an owner. My grandpa basically finally decided to retire after a, after a good long ride and then uh you know i became the 49 percent. my dad's still 51 all right so tell me a little bit so i mean family owned and operated but you know on on our website we talk about our honesty policy dabble in that a little right bit. okay so <clears throat> we always try to give a real temperature rating there's a lot of fudging of numbers um, that's why I always say read the fine print when you're, when you're buying anybody's stuff. I mean, I do it. I, yeah. when I'm buying just anything at home, I try to do as much research as I can. I mean, a dollar is really, really hard to come by, so <laughs> don't waste it. Um, we always try to help people save money. If, heck, if you can get away with using aluminum foil and you send in a tech question, I'll tell you to use aluminum foil if you want to save money. I mean, it's just, that's just how we do. I know it doesn't help us sell more, but I'd rather sleep well at night. So one of the things that helps me sleep well at night is we clearly label like an operating temperature and a intermittent temperature. Operating temperature is the temperature which the product can sustain without changing chemically. So that means it doesn't start to crystallize, it doesn't start to deteriorate. Basically that's when it still remains flexible. As soon as you lose the flexibility, that's when you lose the strength. That's when you get problems with things becoming brittle and falling apart. Because there's a lot of, we get this like, hey, I get this, you know, one of the questions you get a lot is, man, these other guys told me their wrap was good for, you know, 1,800 degrees or 2,000 degrees, and it's getting brittle and falling apart. And the problem is, is they're really giving them the peak temperature. The peak temperature or intermittent temperature is what it's called in, you know, the textile business is basically what a, a textile or a fabric a textile fabric, same thing, or, 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 you know, coating or metal or whatever it is that we're working with, what it can take for thir- less than 30 seconds. Yeah, I think that's, that's the important. intermittent temperature. Yeah, that's the important thing because a lot of people just kind of throw the big number up there. Sure. They put that in the big print, and that's not really, that's not the real world application. Yeah. Nobody makes a 30-second drive unless it's like a top field dragster or drag drag racer or stop. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, those guys are, man, it's awesome if you're in the threes, but... Most most common are sevens, eights, nines, that that area for 
the really high street guys. Right. So, yeah, for them it would be a little less important, but... So fudging, basically, someone's putting the peak temperature, te operating temperature yeah. as their... It's... <clears throat> yeah, fudging. You're not... Yeah, I mean, it's true, it, it, it could take that temp, but it's for less than 30 seconds. Right. So, you know. And so our policy is to make sure that we... Give the continuous. Yeah, that's that's one of the things we have to do. It doesn't help us, like, if somebody looks at ours and somebody else's, and, you know, some of these are cheap eBay wraps. It, God, please stay away from those. There's so many, the Chinese wraps are so many... Uh, bad fibers, short fibers that you can breathe in. It's just stuff people need to stay away from. There's a lot of health hazards with those. Okay. So I'm happy these tariffs are coming into effect because I'm hoping it starts to slow the sales of those down. Because there's there's a health hazard there. But, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm okay. talking about. So the other thing, you know, that we definitely tout at Heat Shield is that we're made in the USA. Yes. What is your, I mean, what's the primary, wh why do you feel that that should be so important? Well, I had two grandpas that served in World War II. Um, one in the Pacific and one, uh, you know, Grandpa High, the, yep. the, the founder here in, in the Army. My, my Grandpa Van Wy was in the Pacific on the Indiana. And uh, it's just always... It's always been ingrained in my family. Um, you know, there used to be those stickers in the 1980s. I remember those bumper stickers, even as a little kid. It said, hungry, tired, out of work, eat your import. You know, so uh, I, I just it's just one of those things where I think it's important for, you know, it's not to say that there aren't alternate solutions that aren't good in other countries, because mm -hmm. I'm sure there absolutely are. Right. But it's important for us to kind of, so support our country because it's that's what's given us the opportunity to be here, right? We wouldn't exist if it weren't for America. So why not do our best to support our country? All right, very good. Uh, and then quickly, I mean, talk to me. What does the future hold at this point? I mean, what are we looking at? New products, it's, new ideas. Yeah, we're always always without giving too much away. Yeah, we're always looking for new ways to utilize things. Uh, again, we started primarily as an automotive company, but we've really branched out. We're, you know, starting to make products for the home, um, backyard, kitchen, that type of thing, commercial kitchens. We're in the infancy stages on that, but we've been doing the bulk of the growth the last three or four years has been all industrial, heavy duty. Um, some of the emission laws changes in the in the heavy duty industry have really created a demand and a need for high temperature insulation that that actually works that can sustain uh, harsh environments. So that's where we've kind of taken the the ball and, and run with it. Um, again, the best place for R and D for me is the race guys. Uh, the my two favorite ones to test products with are drift and off road racing. Drifting because those guys are spinning those motors like they're going 200 miles an hour, but they're going in a lot of cases they're they're doing 35 just because there's no traction. And but that's the goal of the, of it, right? To slide and the style that kind of thing. And then off road, I mean, there's nothing more extreme than running your high revving race engine in 120 degree ambient temperatures and then just having it just beat the crap out of you. So uh, if you can survive both of those two markets, pretty much survive anywhere else. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps.
So we can, we can do tech questions, right? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can. Well, we'll, we'll let's pick off one or two. Let's okay. just do. Let's do like one. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. I'll do one okay. like kind of generic question that I get a lot. And one of them uh, is why don't we recommend using an adhesive like a peel and stick adhesive on raw or unfinished carbon fiber uh, or fiberglass and the reason being we don't do that because if you think of it when we mean raw i don't mean um it's not painted and pretty if it's smooth the surface is smooth and you got a nice flat line that's fine but if it's one of those I want to say cheap jobs because sometimes it's just the only way they can be made where you can see the fibers and there's surface irregularities, right? So if you think about a, like an adhesive, it's a film or just think of it as like a flat board. So take a flat board or a flat sheet of paper, even put it on an egg crate. Okay. And then you only have like one, these little contact points intermittently. So we don't recommend that because it's what, you know, the fabrics and the adhesives are, are paired together so they can support the weight of the material. So by not giving it enough contact points is what it has a tendency to do is it can delaminate, it can start to come off. So that, that's one of the things, because we do get a lot of those questions, but if it's not pretty, but it's still smooth, uh, I mean, and I'm talking little little dimples, you know, that, that happens even in metal. So that's not, that's not a, a you know, a game changer but those ones where you see those big peaks and valleys with the fibers exposed yeah. mostly in fiberglass it's pretty rare that carbon gets that but okay. there are some cheap where they may be not having enough epoxy yeah or something you know you know maybe the technique that they're using just yeah. doesn't doesn't accommodate that but that that's where we get you know that's why we get with that one and we get that one a lot so if a customer asked and you couldn't stick it on is there another way to get it to be this is what I would do is if, is if we offer it in a non-adhesive version, I would use a use that version of the product and then um, like a spray-on adhesive because what that'll do is that will help to build and fill those little gaps and valleys mm -hmm. in there. Let it get tacky, spray the cloth or the textile, whatever it is that you're using, and then put that on. That goes not just with our stuff, but that's anybody's stuff. I don't know if anybody else... It's one of the things we want to do with the podcast is try to demystify or, or or clear up a lot of the bs right that's yeah. that's the whole goal yeah. and also please submit your questions i don't know where you know this will be up on youtube any of those uh you know podcasts podcast services uh you know always please submit your questions to us you can use the website www.heatshieldproducts.com and use the contact form there and submit questions because uh you know, we, we like to provide answers, and we'll always be looking for good content. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> another one that comes up very frequent. Um, we make a product called Heat Shield Armor. Mm -hmm. um, the one I get calls on constantly, uh, emails constantly, is what is the difference between Heat Shield Armor and a traditional exhaust wrap? Um, there's a huge difference. They, the only similarity between the two of them is that they're both an insulator. Okay. An insulator is designed to retain heat or trap heat at the source. Um, the difference between exhaust wrap and heat shield armor, I'd, I'd put it this way. Exhaust wrap or traditional wraps, header wraps, heat wraps, whatever you, know, you want to call them, mm -hmm. it's older technology. 
there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's still a product that are used from, you know, that were invented in the early 80s that still serve a good purpose today. Some people are, are it, it's kind of ironic now because, you know, you kind of have to educate people so much about, like, why an exhaust trap is good. Now we kind of, we're spending some of our time educating them why the Armor Series is better. And we still make exhaust trap, we still sell it, still sell a lot of it. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. A lot of it's budget, right? Mm -hmm. What can your budget do? Um, it, you know, if, if you can't afford any, uh, uh, one of the armor pieces or to do your full thing in armor, then use an exhaust wrap. Or the cool thing about the armor is you can do a portion of it now and then we can afford to do the, the rest of it later. You can add it on later, you know, that, that type of thing. So armor, first of all, it has a biosoluble silica. Okay, so the, the base material is way different um, our exhaust wraps are, you know, volcanic rock, basalt. First ones to do that, by the way. Uh, everyone else did copy us. Uh, fiberglass with coatings, vermiculite can be heat treated or the uh, HPTC coating, which is cool. It, it makes it still flexible and strong at 1300 degrees because normally fiberglass is only good for 1000 degrees uh, where it's flexible and strong. And then uh, an amorphous silica in the inferno wrap. Same thing, only I think we're the only ones offering a a true 2000 degree wrap, but it's a, it's a biosoluble silica. So it naturally, the fiber itself is going to take more heat than fiberglass. My abs two favorite parts about it. It doesn't itch. I mean, if you have real sensitive skin, yeah, it's going to make you itch. And we always recommend respirator gloves, long sleeves are recommended safety goggles. Um, so even if we don't do that in our videos, that's what we recommend. <laughs> um, it doesn't smoke. It doesn't, um, you know, that's another thing too, smoke. So when exhaust wrap smokes, what's the, sm what's the smoke? Is it going to catch on fire? No, that's starch. Right. That's, that's something we can go into later. It's just, it's just outgassing. Um, the outer aluminum layer is totally bitching because it's 1100 aluminum. So it's very highly corrosion resistant. Um, it can reject a lot of water if you install the armor properly where you fold the edges over and you're you know doing the overlap and flap like the instruction sheet tells you you know you can pretty much run that thing through a puddle you don't have to worry about um, water get condensation soaking through the wrap and then maybe maybe getting onto the pipe but you know what if you even if you have an exhaust wrap and you totally soak your pipes just heat, heat cycle it keep the car running until it dries and then you're not going to have to worry about any rust or anything, condensation buildup in there. Yeah, I think that's another question everybody has is, well, if I wrap this, my pipes are going to rust. Yeah, that's, that's one we'll definitely do in another yeah, podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, armor. So the outer aluminum, the other cool thing is you can paint it. Um, we have an, uh, either we have a pipe kit where it comes with rivets built into it, or we sell an accessory like the power anchor kit. So the cool thing about that is you can take it on and off as needed. Like if you're working around it and you um, got your car up, you want to take something off, or maybe you want to change an exhaust pipe or, or reroute it or something. Well, you can pop that off and put it, you know, put it back on basically. And it's real easy to do. It's the the savings with an armor is longevity. You'll have to replace it way less than an exhaust wrap if if you ever have to replace it. In fact, I think the last time I saw the guy that had the original piece that we did testing on, man, that might have been three years ago, but he had had it on his truck for 
want to say five years. You know, we're always testing stuff like a year or two ahead of time just so we can right. get good. Um, we want to get good data, good longevity. I mean, if we make something that works awesome but it lasts 30 days, that sucks. I mean, I don't, I would, I don't want anybody to <clears throat> waste their money on something. I mean, I don't want to waste my money on stuff, right. so I don't want any of our listeners or, or customers or whatever wasting theirs. The big difference, though, between an exhaust wrap and the armor is you can put provide a gap, and that's what we always recommend on the armors, to you know one or two inch wide gap, depending on the diameter of your pipe, and that allows the pipe to breathe. So not in every case, but a lot of times uh, metal can get heat fatigued. It really depends on the metal. If you're buying cheap stuff on, on eBay, you know, Im import stuff, um, you know, say Hail Mary when you wrap it and, and, and hope for the best. <laughs> or, or the armor, even for that matter, because mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff, it, it really is less of an issue of an exhaust wrap causing metal fatigue or, or heat fatigue or like an insulator and more of an issue of the quality of the metal. Is it got a nice thick wall? Does it have, right. you know, is it quality steel? Um, there used to be a header manufacturer that made high-end, like, bitchin' headers, and they used to sell some really good exhaust wrap with their, their headers, uh, uh, for, a, for certain SKUs, it was really necessary, so they included exhaust wrap actually on the header, wow. so clearly, they felt confident in their product enough to encourage people to wrap it. Some, some exhaust manufacturers even will sell stuff with a wrap or add a wrap in there. You should feel pretty good about them because they are, they're selling a high quality product, uh -huh. right? Um, but sometimes, you're, again, your budget, it's all in your budget. What can you afford, you know? Uh, I, we all want the nicest stuff. I mean, I know that with some of the vehicles I've been working on, but your budget doesn't necessarily allow it, so you just kind of go with what you've got, so. But I think we can, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, we got enough to do. Uh, we got enough to do plenty of episodes. We're gonna, we're gonna try to do one a week. That's the goal, right? Absolutely. And, I, and really, this is for the viewers at the end of the day and uh, listeners. And listeners, thank you uh, to make sure that you guys submit questions because, as Steve said, I mean, money is hard to come by, and we don't want you wasting your money yeah. if you want to come and look at our product on the website and then you have questions about purchase, if you call here, we will answer the phone. If you call the tech line, you will talk to somebody probably at or, this table. Or if you use the email form. Or if you yeah, use we'll email. definitely, I mean, because a lot of times it's after hours when you get a chance to. We're, we, we're, we're seven or eight to four. Most of our business has moved eastward. So our, for a West Coast business, our, Operating hours are unusual, but uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, most of our business has moved to east, but yeah, I mean, if you can't get through on the phone, and a lot of times the phones are busy, so just shoot an email, and we'll yeah. we're 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 good at both. It may not happen as quickly as we like or you like, but we will get to it. Cool. For sure. But that's, that's it. Well, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe if you like this. Find it useful. Uh, you know, give us a thumbs up or a star or whatever the, whatever the platform is that it's on and sign up for alerts. So when we launch a new one, hopefully we can help you, uh, help you stay cooler, make some cheap horsepower and maybe even save you money on electrical bills. If we, uh, talk about one of the home DIY, oh, yeah, you know, we'll get there for sure. Uh, uh, products that we make. So Instagram at heat shield products, 
YouTube is Heat Shield Heat Prada. Shield products. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter as well uh, and Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.